أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome back to Ramadan Reflections 24th day of the month of Ramadan We're getting closer to the end of this blessed month But we still have six days or so To enjoy the blessings of Allah And we continue in our review of being in the presence of the Prophet Ayat of the Quran which chronicle the life of the beloved messenger of Allah having a messenger sent by the one true God, Allah, a man who was living amongst the people, who was walking, talking, interacting with the community on a daily basis, was definitely a unique uh, responsibility, a unique opportunity for the Muslim community in Medina especially. Having been, having been deprived of this blessing for years since the previous Prophet, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, and those that came in his midst, the Muslims, especially in Medina, especially again those who had joined the Prophet from Habash and who were now coming into the faith and converting from other communities, they needed to know from Allah directly what is the role of the Messenger. Is he just a person that you are fond to be with who receives revelation and that's all? Sure, people loved him, people listened to him, people would hopefully obey him. But he was more than this for God, and he had a divinely appointed mission to fill. And the people had to know what is his responsibility. You know, just like any person in a professional role, Prophet Muhammad, may Allah bless him and his family, had been assigned certain tasks by Allah that he needed to observe. He wasn't just given free reign to do as he wished. No, he was obviously deputed. He was a human being, but he was deputed by God to fulfill certain responsibilities. Just like anybody who has a job today. Even if you're the manager on your, in your company, you can't just do what you want to do. You have higher authorities who are asking you or who have uh, things that you need to do to fulfill your responsibility. And how would Allah let the Muslims know what the role of the Prophet is? Well, simply put, it would be through the verses of the Qur'an. And so in chapter number 2, verse 151, this is Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah tells us the role of the Prophet. And this is a theme repeated in multiple ayat, but we present this one example for today. In this verse, Allah says, أَعُوذَ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ كَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِيكُمْ رَسُولًا مِنْكُمْ يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِنَا وَيُزَكِّيكُمْ وَيُؤَلِّمُكُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُؤَلِّمُكُمْ مَا لَمْ تَكُونُ as we have sent among you a messenger of your own, reciting to you our revelations and purifying you, and instructing you in the book and the wisdom, and instructing you in whatever you do not know. The role of the Prophet Muhammad, may God bless him and his family, was not just to deliver a message. God could have physically just sent down a book from heaven already written in the language of whatever he determined, and that could have been all. No, the role of the Prophet was not just to deliver a message from Allah and that he would not have any connection to it or his people, that he would just walk away from them. Rather, he was integral to the mission, to the message, just as all past prophets were. Moses, peace be upon him, I'm sure, did not just give the Ten Commandments and, and walk away. Prophet Ibrahim, peace be upon him, did not just give messages and then you know, go and do his own thing. No, they were integral to the community they were sent to. And their mission and their message had to be disseminated by that individual and taught by that prophet of God.
You know, Allah uses the word minkum in this verse, which we translate in English as from you. Now what does this mean, from you? Who is you? Scholars of the commentary of the Quran say that this may, this may refer to the fact that the Prophet is a human being. Because only human beings can become educators, leaders, and role models of other human beings. They, can only be, they are only the ones who can become aware of the pains, the needs, the problems, which is itself a great blessing. You know? And Allah tells us in the Quran, had there been angels living on earth, we would have sent an angel as a messenger. But having a human being as a prophet who bleeds when he gets cut, who laughs when he's happy, who cries when he's sad, who goes through the same human experiences as you and I, it helps us relate and it helps him relate to us. He's a role model. You can never have a person as a role model that you can never even come close to appreciating or, or trying to emulate. You know, a person who's four foot two can never take somebody like a star NBA basketball player as a role model in terms of sports and say, I'm going to be just like him. Well, no, you're not going to be just like him. You're not going to be able to slam dunk like that seven foot two player. You will be who you are at your level to reach your perfection as a human being by emulating certain aspects of the life of that person. But you won't be exactly like him. We will never be exactly like the Messenger of Allah, Prophet Muhammad, may God bless him and his family, but we will try to be like him in following his example in life. Another interpretation, scholars say, it could mean that he's of your race. He is an Arab like you are, obviously speaking to the majority in Mecca and Medina. And it may be this because as the commentators of the Quran speak about that, they recognize the fact that those pre-Islamic ignorant Arabs would never have submitted to a non-Arab prophet due to their own racial prejudices. Racial discrimination is something that was seen at the time of the prophet. It's something seen even today. And because they would never accept a non-Arab, Allah sent an Arab as a prophet to that time, to that people, but obviously for all time to come as well. From here, Allah then goes on to list some of the tasks of Prophet Muhammad. May God bless him and his family in this verse. And we recognize the fact that in other ayat of the Qur'an, Allah would further develop some of the other responsibilities, the other roles that the Prophet would bear within the community. But here Allah just lists a few of them, and we will try and go over them today in this blessed month of Ramadan. One of the first things, if not the first thing in this verse, is that the Prophet is responsible to recite the verses of Allah to the public. Now reciting is not only for the sake of hearing and reciting, you know, just hearing it from the ears to the recitation, but this becomes a precursor, or this needs to become a precursor to training and nurturing the community. Just as in our lives, it's not enough to just read ayat of the Qur'an. Yes, there is reward in reciting the Qur'an, especially in the month of Ramadan, where we know that reading even one verse is equivalent to reciting the entire Qur'an any other time of the year. But we don't just... You know, we read at one level for the, for the reward factor, but we should also be reading to learn and to train and to nurture ourselves, to become better people through the verses of the Qur'an. So the first job of the Prophet was obviously to recite what he was receiving from Allah. Number two is that the Prophet would work to purify the people, tazkiyah. Now the original meaning of this word tazkiyah is actually, it comes from a word in Arabic which means to increase and to grow. 
And so actually providing the believers with the verses of Allah through the Quran, of the Quran and teaching them the verses of the Quran, he, would, he was actually helping them in their spiritual increase and spiritual growth as well as their material progress in the Muslim community. Up until that time, the Arabs were what they call the Jahli Arabs. They're ignorant. They had no contributions to give to society. But you look at after the coming of the Quran, how many accomplishments that the Arabs and Muslims made in general, in science and chemistry and in biology and in astronomy and so many other sciences that the Prophet, through the Quran, allowed them to increase and grow exponentially, spiritually and materially and intellectually. He would allow them to see that their he would allow them to see that their backward, illogical, irrational, destructive tendencies of the pre-Islamic era got them nowhere in life, nor in the world to come. And then Allah says that the Prophet's role is to teach the Muslims two things, or to teach the believers two things: the book and the wisdom, al-kitab wa al-hikmah. And a question comes, is there a difference or what is the difference between Al-Kitab and Al-Hikmah? Scholars have a few different, a few different, a few different opinions. Um, generally speaking, the book refers to the verses of the Quran, which were coming down gradually to the Prophet over 23 years. This is the official revelation of Allah to humanity, which makes up the miraculous, unmatched, unalterable um, Words God gave to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his family through the angel Jibra'il, which till today nobody has ever been able to challenge and to destroy and, and, and reject. Whereas the wisdom, the hikmah, refers according to one opinion, the words of wisdom of the Prophet. May God bless him and his family, his teachings, his guidance. At one level, what we would call the sunnah. Sunnah, some of them being recommendations, others being an obligation to follow. In any case, the wisdom could refer to these, the guidance given, us, given to us by the Prophet based on his, obviously, connection to a higher realm and based on his understanding of the verses of the Qur'an. However, another meaning is also present in the books of commentary, that these two terms could be the Qur'an referring to not al-kitab as in the book of God, but rather just a, a, a reference to the specific rules and regulations of the faith. So Allah is saying the Prophet is going to teach you the rules of religion, the regulations of this faith. And al-hikmah, the wisdom, is the secrets, the philosophies, the rationale, and the outcome behind the actions. Why does God want certain things from me? What is the rationale behind it? What's the wisdom? What is the, what is the outcome that is ex- anticipated outcome that is expected? That's another possible meaning of the word al-hikmah or wisdom. The last part of this verse, as we conclude, where Allah gives us the final role of the Prophet Muhammad, may God bless him and his family, in this verse is seen where he says that he would teach the people that which they did not have knowledge of before. Not only is Prophet Muhammad, may God bless him and his family, a teacher of morality, of uh, the way to God, of societal norms, of jurisprudence, he's much more than that. And he provides the Muslims with knowledge which they did not know and really could not have gained in any other way other than through him. And obviously through his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus in this one short verse, which again, as I said, is repeated a few other times in the Qur'an, Allah laid down the responsibilities of his final prophet. He let the Muslims know 
that his role is integral to their spiritual and material growth, to their personal and societal progress, and that his teachings and guidance are not his own, but rather they are coming from a higher source, from Allah, from the one true God. Now, with Allah blessing the Muslim community so much, with granting us such a beautiful prophet to emulate, it's really no wonder that the community was able to progress with leaps and bounds under his guidance and under his administration. But moving forward, what was the responsibility of the Muslims? Should, should they just take, take, take from the Prophet? Or were they required to give something back to the Messenger of Allah for all of his services? What did Allah expect from them? To shower him with gold and rubies and emeralds and a throne? Well, tomorrow on the 25th day of the blessed month of Ramadan, we will review the topic of what is expected from the believers. Praying for and offering our absolute and unconditional submission to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Until then, wassalamu alaykum jamian wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.